Welcome to Copper Couriers The Conduit, your connection to what's happening in Arizona. I'm your host, Cameron Stevenson, and today we're taking a look at the Arizona Trail. You may not have heard of it, but this 800-mile path is known for being one of the most beautiful trails in the state. In a state known for nothing but deserts, we have many good secrets. Really is a gem to have it here. To hike the whole thing takes about three months. It goes from Arizona's northern border with Utah all the way down to Hereford, a small town of about 7,000 people right on the U.S.-Mexico border. Following the trail takes you through snowy mountains, dense forests, desert hills. You can get a glimpse of the Grand Canyon up north, and the southern end goes right through the Coronado National Memorial. Now, legend has it that this is the place where the Spanish conquistador Francisco Vasquez de Coronado first crossed the Sonoran Desert into what is now Arizona, all the way from Sonora, while on his quest to find gold more than 500 years ago. The trail is also home to Border Monument Number 102, a national monument marking the divide between Arizona and Mexico. This monument is protected by both countries, and disrupting it is considered a misdemeanor that both the U.S. and Mexico can enforce. We're at the U.S.-Mexico border on the Arizona National Scenic Trail. This is Border Monument 102, and it marks the southern terminus of the Arizona Trail. But the monument is about to be destroyed, and the breathtaking view of the desert landscape will soon be blocked by a 30-foot border wall that is being built at the demand of the Trump administration. So far, the 370-mile wall project has desecrated tribal lands, violated national parks protection laws, uprooted hundreds of federally protected saguaro cacti, and now is threatening to override the National Trail System Act and commit an international misdemeanor. This has been a very exciting project, as you know. It's... Uh... For many years, people have wanted the proper wall, and we have a wall that the likes of which very few places have ever seen. I wanted to show you some of the details of the wall. Uh, you, can say, you can see a pretty good view. The announcement that the Arizona Trail is about to be cut short comes at an interesting time. While the destruction is to build a wall designed to keep people out, Mexico has also been ramping up border security to protect its residents from people coming into their country from the U.S. In an effort to protect citizens from the coronavirus, the Mexican government has limited travel to and from countries that are experiencing a widespread of the coronavirus, countries like the United States. The majority of Mexico's 40,000 cases of the virus have been around Mexico City. For the most part, they've been able to keep their northern border safe, and to keep it that way, they've created sanitation tunnels for people to walk through before they can enter their country from the United States. Han sido diseñados para operar en condiciones peculiares, en condiciones controladas. Por ejemplo, cuando se utiliza un equipo de protección personal. That's Mexico's Undersecretary of Health, Hugo lopez Gatel, explaining the purpose of the tunnels and how they work. Basically, anyone who wants to cross the border has to get out of their vehicle and walk through this large, inflatable tunnel that sprays their whole body with a sanitizing mist. The new installation was announced the same week that Arizona started relaxing its social distancing guidelines. If you want to see what these tunnels look like and how they work, we've got a video of the tunnel set up in Nogales posted on our Facebook and Twitter accounts, at Copper Courier. But despite being seen by our southern neighbors as a serious health risk, Republican leaders have quickly jumped from the stay home, stay safe mantra to encouraging people to get outside and get the economy moving. The coronavirus is a real threat facing Arizona and our country, 
causing a lot of uncertainty and fear. But if we change our behavior by washing our hands, staying home, and staying away from other people, what is called social distancing, we can slow down the spread drastically. Senator Martha McSally is one such Republican leader. She's already announced that she's visited the salon and gotten her hair and nails done, and is inviting every single professional sports team to come play in Arizona. That's because we're the only state that's decided to allow sporting events to take place again. Come to Arizona. It's a great place uh, to work and live. We'd love to host the sports teams there from any sports. There's nothing like baseball to unify Americans. Uh, people are tired of watching reruns of games that they already know the outcome. But city leaders are once again pushing back on opening things up too quickly. Tempe Mayor Mark Mitchell has issued an emergency proclamation requiring restaurants to take added precautions that will reduce the health risks that their customers face by visiting their establishment. Copper Courier's Jessica Swarner spoke with Mayor Mitchell to get a better idea of how this is supposed to work. Well, thank you for uh, getting in touch with me today. I wanted to talk a little bit about Governor Ducey's announcements this week and then also the plans that you've been putting forth specific to Tempe. First, I was wondering if you could just talk about your reaction to Governor Ducey allowing the stay-at-home order to expire this week and allowing more businesses to reopen. There really is a lot of uncertainty now more than ever. You know, the number one responsibility of the city of Tempe, especially as mayor, is the safety and well-being of our residents as well as employers and employees. Um, and it's important that we work together as the state is reopening. Um, we can only govern which, what we can based on the guidelines that we're receiving from the governor's office. I know that you're aware that a lot of photos and videos of people at Casa on Mill Avenue were going around on Monday where it looked like things were really packed there. Can you talk about how things went down? ABC 15 had reported that police went, but they found everyone to be in compliance. Did you feel like things looked wrong there, too? Well, that's not exactly what I envisioned the real thing to look like yeah. um, <laughs> when the governor gave those orders. And I did issue a proclamation relating to establishments that does have, they do have a security plan, like CASA. They would need to implement a, a security plan following COVID-19, the CDC guidelines of social distancing and so forth. Um, and that's what they're, they're trying to follow. I also recommended talking with the owner of CASA, who has been a, a really good community partner that if they're going to be looking for, you know, looking to have less individuals in there as you did before, it's not business as normal, practice of social distancing, the 10 or more individuals in a group six feet apart, and that is taking place with the social distancing requirements, uh, but we also know that we need to look at what's happening from the perception side and continue to work and educate individuals, and I think now more than ever, it's so important that uh, some residents proclamation. Um, I know that it applies to businesses that have to submit security plans. About how many businesses does that include? Is that most businesses that have to do that? Or is that a small number of businesses that are required you know, to do it's, that? It's businesses that basically are bars, cocktail lounges, taverns, dance clubs, nightclubs, gotcha. similar businesses, you know, anything with the entertainment side of it. Um, obviously, you know, any, any business that has to have a security plan that's presented to the city. So we're mm -hmm. not asking anybody to do anything different other than implement the social distancing, the guidelines from the CDC recommendations from the governor's office, and also implement a new security plan. That's all we're asking. So we're not asking people to give. If you don't have one, you don't have to worry about it, but I would 
recommend those businesses that if they do not have a security plan, that they put plans in place for them because it's upon them to make sure that their customers feel safe when they come into an establishment. And are businesses allowed to reopen before they um, document how they're following the guidelines, or is that something that they can so do while the they're whole, open? The whole guidelines, and the, the, it, it's all complaint-driven, and it's only a business owner only has to provide the information based on the complaint. Mm-hmm. So if they're a business that has a security plan and there was a, a complaint given, like what happened, cost of officers go, they look, they make recommendations, they give a warning, and then they come, and then and you go on your merry way. So I think it's important that we continue to educate businesses and individuals what the guidelines look like, the CDC. And every business is going to do something different because every business is different than one another. Not one business is the same. Some are smaller, some are larger. Um, So I think it's important that we educate individuals and the businesses. We actually have a task force that I have put together from the mayor's office, all working together to help educate people of what people to do because we're actually in uncharted territories. It was reported that if the police ask a business to produce the documents of how they're implementing things, they could be um, given a class one misdemeanor. Is that not the case then? Um, I, it, 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 it is a misdemeanor. Okay. And, it, and I think it does, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think it does affect, it, it has to do something with, it could affect their liquor license. Okay. And that's if, that's if the police ask for their plans specific to like with the social distancing guidelines in place and then they can't produce it that's when the misdemeanor would come in well they get a warning first and okay they come back and then usually if they come back a second time stuff is that they're written up and so then they get to come back and then i'm sure that once they get a warning they're looking at i don't think any business is looking to get cited i think right businesses are looking to reopen and they're looking for guidance and that's what we're trying to provide along with the governor and education as well mm-hmm. could they be given a warning and then possibly the misdemeanor for not following their plan, or is it only if they just can't produce one? Um, uh, most likely, after you get the warning, I'm pretty sure they're going to comply because they don't want to jeopardize anything against their liquor license. Mm-hmm. You know, given the state that businesses are in and they've been closed for quite some time, I think it's, a, it's incumbent upon all of us to have some self policing, if you will, and take some responsibility as uh, you know, an owner or an establishment, a bar, a restaurant, you know, customers are not going to come just to come. They want to make sure that you feel safe. And I, and I have spoken to residents that will only come if they feel, you know, like at a certain establishment has uh, making sure that, you know, things, protocols are in place. When the police go out, are they issuing the warnings and the possibly the misdemeanor if the business can't produce a plan, or is it also if the business no, is... everything is... Com- just so you know, everything is complaint-driven. So mm-hmm. the, the, the police department is not going out looking to see for violations. So if, if, if Jessica has a bar and there was a complaint given to Jessica, the police is going to go out, look at it, talk to you. They may not do anything. They may ask for, you know, if, if you're an establishment that has a security plan, can I see it? What do you have in place for social distancing regarding the COVID-19? And look for it. You're going to have a warning. Here's your warning. If they come back again for a, a same complaint, then they will be they will be given a citation. And how, how does the city plan to manage gray areas, like when people line up outside of businesses on Mill Ave? If those people are kind of all grouped together in a big group, how will that be managed? So I, I did talk to Scott Price. I do know that he put some tape out six feet apart on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. We talked to the city, and, you know, he can only do what he can do. At the end of the day, it's a public right-of-way, and there needs to be some self-policing on the individuals. 
responsibility as owners is also on us. I mean, as, as patrons and, and, and citizens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people know there's COVID-19 out there. And there's CDC guidelines. Some people follow it. Some people don't. You saw what happened in the, when people protest out the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, there is some responsibility given to individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the establishment can do only so much. They have the protocols in place, the rules and procedures. When you come in, if they don't abide by it, I'm sure that they'll be asked to leave. And that's that. There is a big group that ends up on a sidewalk and, you know, if someone calls the police and reports it, will they just go and kind of educate those people? Uh, is there anything Absolutely. they can do to break it up? Okay. Do you expect any pushback to come from this or possibly the governor trying to do anything to overrule it? Because I, I know that he added within this, the executive order that, you know, limiting what cities and towns can do to, to kind of make up their uh, own regulations to go along with this. Well, the security plan is the jurisdiction of the city and the businesses already mm-hmm. have it. We're not asking anything above and beyond. And, you know, we're working with the state to make sure that everybody's communicating and educating. This is an education process. To, um, it's going to be ongoing as, as the state continues to open up. So we look forward to continuing to work with our business partners, establishments, and the residents to help keep everybody safe as much as we possibly can, given the, the framework and the rules that have been provided to us. All right. Thank All right. you so much thank for your you. time. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to Arizona Public Media, the Associated Press, and Jessica Swarner for contributing to today's update. For The Conduit, I'm Cameron Stevenson.